back to the crossover podcast show we get comics pop culture and sports and we are back doing sports as we are doing our weekly nfl picks and it is week 15 in the national football league joining me today is a guy who on sunday said hey why don't we put gronk out there for this play uh <laughs> craig needles how's it going craig <laughs> that is not what i said and it's going well thank you <laughs> good to have you uh also rounding out our trifecta as always is uh, his brother bill needles how's it going bill it is going just fine thank you sir <laughs> all right good to have you guys um bit of a, a a weird week i would say i i mean I, it was a highly entertaining week of football lots of crazy crap happened vegas yeah. won but they didn't win as much as you would expect given some of the outcomes that we got namely oakland and miami right but uh yeah i i, I fully expected to check their numbers and see that they had cleaned up but they and they came out ahead as you know vegas always does they don't exactly build those casinos out of gold because people are losing all the time but uh um yeah they did not have as big a week as i as i suspected given the uh especially that chicago game chicago came through for them oakland was obviously the huge one but the sharps apparently cleaned up on oakland um few weird outcomes, but uh, here we go. Let's talk about week 15, and the Thursday nighter is, I don't know, miles better than last week's Jacksonville, Tennessee. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are heading to Kansas City. Kansas City laying three and a half. You're getting the hook on the Thursday night game. What do you think, Bill? I think i got to go with Kansas City here. Like, I mean, Kansas City has probably been a better team throughout the year. You're getting the uh, the three point bump because they're at home, but again, you're you're talking a short week in Arrowhead. Uh, I think I take Kansas City here. I'm also going to take. Uh, I'm also going to take Kansas City. I just I, I I look at this and think to myself, you know, as as much as we want to. Um, like the, the the Chargers are a good team. The Chargers are a good team, but they're struggling with some situations with their with their running back uh, spot. Uh, I don't think Jackson's bad necessarily, but there's just a lot of uh, upheaval on that side of the ball for them. It is a short week, so that gives you less time to install new different things, whatever it happens to be. So yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm I'm taking Kansas City too. I think that um, they're going to uh, they're, they're they're going to have a nice game. The Chiefs on Thursday night. They're going to score some points. These teams are currently ranked number one and number two in DVOA. The Chargers actually leapfrogged the, Lam- or the Rams, the Rams, the Rams this week. And that was, that was not meant as an insult. That was a Freudian slip. But uh, the, uh, the, the Chargers leapfrogged them and are now two in uh, DVOA. We'll see if that lasts. Um, Eric Berry expected back for this game, apparently. So the Chiefs are... are uh, on paper going to bolster that secondary. We don't know exactly how game-ready or how much time Barry will spend on the field, but uh, if you're a Chiefs fan, you got to be happy to hear that Eric Barry will probably play on Thursday. Uh, as for me, I, I don't know. I just have this as a stay away. I feel like they're, we're getting baited with that three and a half, right? Like, just it really feels like Vegas is trying to put the screws to you with that extra half-point hook. And... Uh, that type of stuff always scares me, so I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from this game and just sit back, relax, and, and enjoy some 
some good old-fashioned football on Thursday night. Should be a doozy. Wish this one was a Sunday nighter. I wish they could have flexed this one out of Thursday. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I do, too. And that I was saying this to my brother earlier today. Like, uh, This is one of the best games of the year, and the fact that we have to put in the but-it's-Thursday type of analysis to it, that, that, that kind of bugs me. I wish that we could watch these two teams play with these with these stakes with six days of preparation. Yeah, completely agree. Saturday games this week, boys. First, uh, for, for we'll have Saturday games uh, for the final three weeks, and for actually for the next four weeks if you count the wild card. And I'm pretty sure they do Saturdays on the divisional as well. So yeah, so the next five weeks there will be NFL football games on Saturday, um, as college is kind of settling into the into the bowl season. Uh, first up, the Houston Texans head to the Meadowlands to take on the Nye Jets. Houston laying six on the road, Craig. I think you have to take the Jets, and I'm not. I don't like it more than any more than anybody else no, does. I, com- I, I, I completely agree. I think I think you have to hold your nose and take the Jets here. I don't. I don't. I don't see any way around it. Um, uh, Houston coming off a, a, a tough loss in a fu- in a really fun game against the Colts, but uh, I just I, I I look at this, I see six, I think it's too high. Weird Saturday game, potential trap game type of scenario for Houston, as I believe they have a yeah they get Philadelphia next week, so on the road, so I don't know, it's it's strange spot, but I I think I like the Jets here. What do you think, Bill? I think I agree. Um. It's probably too many points. Uh, I, I think Houston's undoubtedly a better team, but when you're getting six at home, I think you just you, you take the points and try not to watch this one. Now the Jets are capable of of being a total nightmare. By the way, like, I, I'm not willing to rule out. Oh my God, it's uh, at the end of the first half, and DeAndre Hopkins has 143 yards, and the Texans are ahead by 20 points. I'm I'm not willing willing to rule that out, but. Uh, no, I, I just six points on the road is a lot, especially we got a team going west to east. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm taking the Jets. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, next up, the Cleveland Browns, the frisky Cleveland Browns, coming up with a uh, a win against the uh, Carolina Panthers to secure the push for Matt Pierce at the very least with the uh, with the Panthers under nine wins. They cannot eclipse nine wins with the seven losses they have now, and they got two more games against the. Uh, Saints won this week, so one would think that uh, <laughs> that that when you recount them out at the beginning of the year, you probably weren't chalking that off as an L. Uh, well, we I remember back in week ten we looked at that when the Panthers were six and two, and we uh, said that that was going to be a loss. We definitively said that I was going to have two losses, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. One was the Panthers under nine. When they were yep. six and two, and they have lost five in a row, and I am now good for a push at least. The other one we said was absolutely dead in the water. You have no chance of winning it at all. Uh, was the Giants over seven uh, when they were one and seven? And uh, yeah, <laughs> so that bet is somehow alive <laughs> and alive and and, and if, like <laughs> feeling crazy. Like not only not only is that Giants bet alive, like. I kind of like your end of it right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, yeah, it's it's like I wouldn't trade. Like, I'd rather be you than the casino. I think at this point, yeah. uh, maybe not. Like that because that, that Cowboys game, that Week Seventeen game, mm-hmm. that looks like it's probably not going to mean very much to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. One would, think, right? Yeah. 
So that being the case, like they got to just get win one of the other two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they might. So yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss because I'm 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 very interested in the in the in what the New York Giants do this week. That's for that's for damn sure. Heavy implications on that football. Yeah, game that game personal. at the Colts, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. that, 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 that's the tough one. And who knows with what happens with the Colts this week, they may be in a spot where that game doesn't mean much to them either. They're not going to arrest people like Dallas would week 17, but it's a, yeah. you're in an interesting spot. Very interesting. Um, Cleveland is heading to Denver to take on your boys, Craig Denver, uh, getting a three point home bump on the Saturday night. Uh, oof. well, the loss against, uh, the, the loss against the, the 49ers, that was a bad one. You let mm-hmm. George Kittle have those two massive plays in the first half where there's no one anywhere near him. It was really, really, really ugly. I'd be so pumped for this game if if, if, if Denver was 7-6 and six, as opposed to 6-7 and seven right now. I feel as though, I suppose the only silver lining is I think that if they don't make the playoffs, Vance Joseph's going to lose his job, and I think that's something that has to happen going forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit frustrating that a guy they could have hypothetically hired Hired that offseason, Kyle Shanahan did not get the job, uh, and Vance Joseph did. Now, maybe Shanahan liked the 49ers job better because of all the cap space or whatever happens to be. I don't know. I think that's unlikely, but maybe he did. Uh, uh, either way, it was frustrating that uh, that guy and his offensive scheme delivered the loss that was kind of a kind of a devastating one to the Broncos. As for this week's game, I, I think that Cleveland's going to have a really tough time moving the ball against Denver, but um, I, I'm... I'm I'm interested, interested to see how it goes from here as far as the Broncos season. It, it, th- things, things could go south. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that. I, c- I kind of like Cleveland. I kind of like I, Cleveland. That's fair. Yeah. What do you? What that's do you, fair. Yeah. What do you think, Bill? I like Cleveland. I take Cleveland yeah. here. Give me a, a few extra points for a team that, I mean, Denver has has faltered a few times this year. Cleveland has put a few decent games together. I think these teams are trending in different directions, and it's not great for Denver. So uh, I'll take Cleveland with a couple extra points. All right. Heading to the Sunday games. Did uh, did we get flexed again this week? Uh, I, I can't remember what the original game was. Uh, hmm. I don't think. What's, what is the Sunday night game? Sunday night I know. Philadelphia and the Rams. I feel as though if we were doing flexing, that game would have been out of there by now. Yeah, I think so, considering it is the highest line of the week. So Yeah. <laughs> so that might have yeah. something to do with it. Um, first up, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are heading to Atlanta. I hate both of these teams so much. I hate these teams, and I hate this game. And Atlanta is laying eight and a half at home. God, the, the Cardinals are probably the I, – I was screaming all week, and I wasn't the only one. There were a lot of gamblers who were screaming that Arizona should probably have been favored against my Lions last week, and I took them, and that was one of my losses. So, ugh. Um, but, man, I, are you willing to lay eight and a half with the Atlanta Falcons the way they're playing right now, Craig? Or, or, no. Or, or Craig, anyone? Craig, go first. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not taking Arizona, yeah. uh, but I'm not laying eight and a half points to the Falcons. Cause why would I do that to myself? Yeah. I have more respect for myself than that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, You know what? This this Falcons team has cost me some money in a couple of different situations this season. We've talked about them on this podcast. That stupid mm-hmm. final drive against the Giants, that stupid two-point conversion, that was a very expensive thing in my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that that's something that I'm that that when I think of the 2018 Atlanta Falcons, I will think of the fact that they should have covered that game about six times. Like they were only favored by three and a half, they should have covered that game about six times and didn't. Um, 
I'm not betting on this game, uh, but I, I certainly would not want to lay eight and a half with uh, with the Falcons, and I, I can't trust Arizona to do anything right at this point. Bill, anything to add on this one? Not particularly. I, I definitely like Arizona more. I don't think Atlanta's done anything this year to, to prove they can be favored by eight and a half uh, pretty much anywhere. Um, Arizona's had some serviceable games. They've obviously had some disaster games as well. Uh, so, so give me the points. I'll take some points. Yeah, I think if you're one of them compulsive taps who just has to gamble, you got to take the Cardinals. But uh, my God in heaven, I hate both of these teams, wow. so I'm I'm staying yeah. away. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, I I was not one of the people who thought that the Lions should have been favored last week. I just I no, don't yeah. think that. The- I don't think I, no no that, that I thought the Cardinals rather should be favored should have been picked last week. I don't think the Cardinals should be favored against anybody to do anything. Yeah, fair. It just they shouldn't have been getting points. I, I think was the point I was trying to get across last week. I thought we were getting a, a free three, and we really were. They covered. They, yeah, they they should have covered the with the with the three, but they didn't. And it but it was it was really dumb because that game was the Lions kicked a field goal on like their first possession, and then it stayed three nothing till about. A minute left in the third, and then the Lions scored a bunch of points and and on a couple of drives because I, it looked like Arizona's defense was gassed. I don't know why. It was so many three and outs. It was an awful football game. Um, yeah, stay away from this one though. Um, next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, who put up a very very great a good effort. Almost a great there. A very very good effort against the. Kansas City Chiefs probably should have won that game, but uh, man, that fourth and nine no look from <laughs> from Mahomes. Yeah, it turns out that dude's good. My God in heaven, uh, has there ever been a better pass? That was so incredible. Baltimore laying seven and a half at home. What do you think, Bill? They did. They put a great game together, and and Tampa Bay is garbage. Seems like a lot. Seven and a half is. Probably enough where I no, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna beat them. I'll, I'll, I'd take Baltimore here. Um, I'm comfortable laying the points. Uh, Tampa Bay is bad, and Baltimore has proven that they're at least pretty good. They should be able to slow them down on offense. Tampa Bay's defense shouldn't be able to hold them back. We're gonna see an ugly Jameis Winston game here. I think. Really? Yeah, like a man. I think we're gonna see a really ugly Jameis Winston game here. Uh, the other thing I would say is obviously the thing that Baltimore uh, really wants to do is uh, run the football because that's just what they want to do, especially with Lamar Jackson quarterback. And by the way, uh, the decision to start Lamar Jackson over a healthy Joe Flacco, I think, is very much the right decision for the Ravens franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay's 30th in the DVOA against the run. That's not very good. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to control the clock. I think their defense is going to beat up the Buccaneers pretty bad here. I'm with Bill. I, I know seven and a half is a lot, especially with the Baltimore team that isn't going to score many points. But I think that you might get it be in a situation where you score on defense a couple of times or at least once you get some good field position from defense. So give me the Baltimore team. I have this as a stay away just because I don't like the extra half point hook that we're getting here. If it was seven, I might like Baltimore a little bit more. I just don't like the little the little hook that we're getting. But uh, all of your logic sounds uh, is pretty sound to me. The only counter-argument I would make is after Baltimore uh, kind of left it all on the field against the Chiefs in a disappointing loss, perhaps a letdown week for, for them, considering that they had a chance to grab uh, 
third division by the by the haunches. Uh, Here's what I would say about that the is win. they got they got a little bit of a reprieve on like True. if you lose in Kansas City the same day that the Steelers lose against Oakland, mm-hmm. that's still probably a good day for you from a division odds perspective. Fair. So just a real yeah. missed opportunity, though. I mean. Yeah, I mean, the overtime with the Chiefs, it was kind of, you know, it was right there, you know, and then uh, especially with Pittsburgh, man, so weird. Um, yeah, but uh, I just, I'm just saying, let's be careful out there on this one. That's all. Let's just, let's just be careful out there is all I'm trying to say. Uh, next up, the Detroit Lions, my boys, head to Buffalo. Buffalo, short home favorite, minus two and a half. Um, I hate to do this. It's uh, super douchey. I did it last week, and it didn't work out for me, but um, I couldn't find a fifth. But uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to be one of my five, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to my gambling adages, and I am taking the short home favorite with Buffalo, who actually has played fairly decently at home this season. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bet on Detroit, but I don't want to bet on Buffalo. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I think I got to go with Detroit here um, just because I think Buffalo is horrifying. Although that, that, that quarterback can run, man. What is he getting, 100 yards a game? Like, that's insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. And, but, he's, and he's running smartly, too. Like, he's not taking like he's not taking hits. Like, he's sliding and getting out of bounds and, and whatnot. It's, it's, been, it's been smart by him. I think if, if Detroit can put Buffalo into a position where they need to put air under the football, Detroit is going to win this game. Um, so they get a quick lead, maybe, you know, 7 10 nothing, uh, and I think Detroit's going to own the whole game. So I, I think I go with Detroit because Buffalo does not have a quarterback that's proven himself from at least a throwing perspective. 39 and a half is the over under for this yeah. one, Craig. <laughs> I am taking the Bills, mm-hmm. and the only other comment I have on this game is that uh, Scott Hansen. Oh, really? Do not show this game. Wow, I'm actually shocked by that a little bit. I I, I thought for sure it was going to be. Uh, well, I'll, I'll mention it when we get to it, but. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Oakland, Cincinnati. But, no, I'm not, uh, actually, I'll, I'll I'm not. That. Oh, actually, wow. I'm not. No, I'm oh, not. Washington. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there, were, there were a few candidates, okay? Yeah, but I can't count it in Oakland, Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm not, uh, not going to bag you one one iota, though, for, for putting my team in the Scott Hansen game. I think they deserve it. Um, next up, the Green Bay Packers are heading to Chicago, and Chicago is laying six at home, coming off a pretty impressive victory over the Rams, in which I believe it's the first time in the Sean McVay era that the Rams have not scored a touchdown in an entire game. Uh, this game opened up at minus five. It has been bet up to minus six for Chicago. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Greg? Bears. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I want the Packers here. Oh, the Bears coming off. Yeah, I know. The Bears coming off that big win. Doesn't this game have Aaron Rodgers' backdoor cover written all over it? Okay. So you think that you think the Bears still win this, but right. Rodgers keeps it yeah. close. Okay. Right. I, I, I think I might be there. Yeah. I, I just think six six is a lot, and I understand I'm probably picking a little too much faith in this Green Bay team, which clearly isn't very good. Could you imagine this Green Bay team if they had, like, average NFL quarterbacking? Mm-hmm. Where they would be. Oh, they'd, they'd be, be awful. Yeah. Awful. The, um, I, do, I, I do like that. I, I wouldn't mind to see Green Bay go on a little run here because as a guy who has to face this team twice a year, I'm, uh, I, I, I don't mind all of the, well, Joe Philbin could be the next guy. 
I, do, I just I, yeah, do, you I know don't what? mind that buzz whatsoever. <laughs> right? I don't mind well, that buzz. You. One iota. Hmm. Cleveland Browns, same record as the Green Bay Packers, which is not something people probably would have thought would have been happening in week 15, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, well, with Rodgers getting injured. Yeah, yeah unless yeah. Rodgers got injured, but he did not. No. Um, first time these two teams met, it was that weird game in Green Bay where Chicago probably should have won, but then Green Bay stormed back and kind of stole the game with, with Aaron Rodgers hobbled on one leg. Um, minus six, Bill. Where do, you, where do you fall on this one? I got to take Chicago here. Um, Chicago has been playing fantastic football for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Green Bay has just been a disaster. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be good enough to keep these people afloat here. Uh, the backdoor cover is what concerns me, uh, and that's fair. Uh, but I still think Chicago is going to be comfortably winning this game, and I see no reason why they're not going to be up by more than seven. So give me Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna I would lay the points with Chicago too if I was if I was better. I just think they got I, I think they got a little bit of magic going on right now, and I don't think that's gonna run out until they get to get to play uh, get to the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky on Sunday night was the only reason that game wasn't a massive blowout. Very good point by you, Craig. Very good. Like point the Bears, you. like if yep. the Bears had better quarterbacking, they win that game by. He threw three picks what? himself, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, Trubisky. Yep. Like it's very rare that your quarterback throws three picks and you uh, dominate the game the entire way and and win and yep. don't sweat it whatsoever, right? Like you don't see that happen too often, but yeah. well, Goff yeah. threw four, so yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. um yeah, I just, I just, I just think that like if you just look back at that game against the Rams, like mm-hmm. they, they really should have won. Like that, that was that, that game should never have been competitive in the fourth quarter based on how great the Chicago defense was, mm-hmm. and it was competitive in the fourth quarter. That's yeah. that that shouldn't happen. Yeah, I had Chicago the whole way, and I don't remember sweating it from a betting perspective because I had the extra three and. Most of the time, it, it, was, it was like even because uh, there was a weird safety, right? So uh, most of the time, it was like, okay, even if the Rams score here, they'll, they'll be up by one, so I'll still cover that sort of a thing, right? So from a gambling perspective, I don't think there was a sweat Bears-wise at all, but uh, when you were when you were actually watching it, yeah, it, it looked like the Rams could have could have snatched it there at the end, but the, the Bears defense was just too good and too ready for that game. Um, a game where I expect both teams to be so well prepared for a <laughs> for a game. Um, Oakland is heading to Cincinnati. Cincinnati laying two and a half. Short home favorite is uh, the Bengals. Uh, anything to say about this one, Craig? I'm at least slightly interested to see if the Raiders are playing hard this week after a big win last week. I, uh, I I'm at least marginally interested yeah. to see how that goes. I, mean, but... I think I think they will be because at this point in Oakland, I think you're you're playing hard to either stick around or you're playing hard because you want to be on a team next season. Exactly. You want to be on a team next season. So like, uh, like not just the Raiders, but like yeah. uh, an NFL, NFL team. team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause yeah. So I, I, I fully expect them to come out and, and, and play kind of hard here. I, I just have yeah. this as a stay away. I don't want either side of this game. It's not like last week when I took Oakland and I'm like, wow, I'm getting 11 points at home. Yes, yeah. please. So I, I, normally I'd be interested in the short home favorite, but not this one. Cause I just don't trust Cincy. Anything to add to this one, Bill? Not particularly. I have no interest in this. Um, yeah, I probably take Cincinnati here, but without any passionate reasons why. Uh, quickly on the Raiders situation, with the city of Oakland suing the NFL and the Raiders, and it looking more and more like the Raiders are not going to be playing in the Coliseum next season, mm-hmm. and Vegas won't be ready yet, 
I don't think they're going to play at UNLV Stadium. I think they're going to want to do the Vegas splash when they have the stadium ready in two seasons. Like, there's a chance that the Raiders are some sort of travel team next season or a team that plays most of their home games. Like, San Diego has been mentioned as a spot, which would be effing bizarre. Um, it, 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 it's just This could wind up being an ugly situation for the NFL, which is why you don't say, oh, this team is leaving town in two years because stuff like this happens. Yeah, very good. Very good point. Yeah. So... So silly, especially in the light of the way the Seattle thing and the NHL has come together so, like, just so perfectly, where there's been absolutely no loose ends or any kind of bumps in the road, suspiciously, I think, a little bit. Yeah, it's weird when the NFL seems to have its stuff together, right? Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, no, I just, I'm, I'm very curious to see where the Raiders franchise plays their home games next season and mm-hmm. what it's even called. Yeah. Do you like, just think not, they don't they don't have a venue big enough in like a university or something? That's see, UNLV yeah. has a stadium. Mm-hmm. It's not big enough for an NFL team, but like teams have done it before. The Bears play at the University of Illinois for a season while Soldier Field got renovated. The Vikings but, did it for a year, didn't they? Vikings, yeah, yeah, the Vikings play at the University of Minnesota. Well, uh, they were getting their stadium built. Here's the difference. I think when the the, the Raiders' plan is when we get to Vegas, we want it to be this big splashy show, mm-hmm. and we want the first game we play there to be in our massive new stadium yeah. not at UNLV. yeah but does oakland not have a stadium like oakland does have a stadium but the city of oakland has made it quite clear to the raiders that not only are you not welcome here but we think you owe us tens of millions of dollars also I they think, couldn't even play in a university or anything like that like i it, think that it's yeah. a situation where the the earth has been salted a little bit there mm-hmm. so it's not just the coliseum that wants the raiders out i think it's yeah. everybody that wants Salt. the raiders out hmm. yeah so <laughs> it's like we'll see like and, and uh, here's another thing that gets mentioned do the raiders play their home games in los angeles for one year do you have three teams in los angeles <laughs> yeah three teams in one building that'd be a hell of a thing uh, like, there's there, there's all sorts of potential outcomes here, uh, and none of them make the league look particularly good. Now, you, the thing with the Raiders, you only have seven home games to worry about for next season because they're playing one in London. So you have to find seven dates. And you could do some hilarious thing. Now, I don't condone this, but you could do some hilarious like home-at-home thing with the Chargers where like the Chargers play Oakland on Sunday in that building, and then they don't have to move anywhere, and then they play again on the Thursday game. Like, that'd be a way for them to maybe yeah. kind of get their Thursday games in for those two teams. Like, the, I don't know. You could do there's, some kind of there, funky there's thing like some, that. It's, whatever it is, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. Like, or if like it's going to be awkward in, no matter what. Or if we come on this podcast this time next year and we're like, the San Diego Raiders, right? Like, that yeah. won't be, like as if that won't be confusing enough for us. We're still calling it the San Diego Chargers at least once a week. So. Uh, <laughs> I, don't even, uh, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be messy. Yeah, bizarre. Uh, next up, a game that I love, love, love. The Dallas Cowboys are heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts with a three-point home bump. Give me the Colts. Oh, dear Lord, give me the Colts. There's going to be so much public money on Dallas, and they're never going to move this line. Uh, Colts should probably be four and a half, but you're only giving three because Dallas is a public team, and they are the most overrated thing in the league right now. I love it. Colts minus three. Give it to me. Give it to me. Uh, what do you? This is the Frank? same Colts team that was shut out by Jacksonville two weeks ago, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I get. Like, I'm going to take trap the Colts game, too. Though. We've talked. We've discussed that this one, on the pod. You're right. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts too, but I'm not as certain as you are. I, oh, I, I think this has been wrapped up with a neat little bow for us right now. I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie. Very, very confident in this one. What do you think, Bill? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Colts. Um, I, I think they've done better. They did much better on offense last week than getting shut out, which I think was just a a, a no way game. And even in the when they got shut out, luck through. 250 yards or something like they weren't completely crippled on offense they just weren't scoring um i don't know i feel like dallas should be able to move the ball though if they control this clock yeah i I think i like the idea of the colts because they can they can air it out a little bit better so i'll take the points with the colts or i'll lay the points with the colts but i'm not nearly as confident as you are Mm. all right I just, this is like the only game I'm shooting my shot on this one. This is the only game of the week that I'm like super confident in, to be perfectly honest with you, that we're getting the best number with the with the minus three. Um, I liked another another line, but they moved it a little bit. Um, so I'm still gonna take it, and I'll mention it when we get to it. But we're not getting the best of the number right now. Um, do you have anything you want to add to this one, Craig? Uh, I, I like I said, I like the Colts. Um, I think, well, the one thing I want to do is take us back to a simpler time quickly. Remember when I had Dallas to yeah. win less than eight and a half NFL games and the oh. Cowboys were what? They were three and five? Yeah. And I needed them to not and go six really and two. And looked really bad in that fifth loss yep. too, yeah. I needed them to not go six and two the rest of the way and I would have won that bet. They have won five consecutive football games since that happened. Yeah, did not see Just, that coming. Uh, that was the reverse uh, of my Panthers bet, basically. Yeah, I was like, yeah, boy, that's yeah, pretty dead much, in the water. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Like, imagine, like, there's like here's here's the bizarre thing. Imagine, like, if we were in a situation where, I like, you could have traded bets with me mm-hmm. for the Panthers or the Giants, hmm. and you would have had to give me, like, 50 bucks to do it. Yeah. You would have done it in two seconds. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now here we are. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, love the Colts this week. Definitely going to be one of my five. Uh, next up, a game that I thought was going to be the Scott Hansen game of the week because uh, one of Mark Sanchez or Josh Johnson is going to start this game. Um, probably against Blake Bortles or a guy who should not be starting over Blake Bortles because, dare I say it, he's not as good as Blake Bortles. Uh, Washington is heading to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's laying seven. Just stay away from this game. Don't bet on it whatsoever. Does anybody have anything they want? Like, Do you like either side of this or should we just move on? I don't want anything to do with moving this. Moving on. But... All right, moving like, on. What, we're, yeah. are, is it going to be Josh Johnson or Mark Sanchez versus Cody Kessler? Who cares? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, this, is, this is so bad. It's... I feel like I just whispered Asian Dawn to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asian Dawn. <laughs> God, this is you so think bad. Do you actually think they'll do it? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so, it's like, do you actually think they'll play Cody Kessler or against Josh Johnson on national television? Who cares? <laughs> so bad and the fact that it's minus seven like go fuck yourself on this game oh man moving on all right um miami is heading to minnesota to take on your vikings who at this point i've been i've I've been kind of holding my tongue because i had their over uh bill which is now dead in the water um it's been kind of a disappointing season for your vikings i would i would think they were they were the number two when the sharps at the beginning of the season they were they were the number two most heavily bet by the sharps the the vikings yep. over 10 the two most the, the two most uh loved bets by the sharps were the rams over 10 and the vikings over 10 and the vikings did I, not come through the most frustrating part for me is that they've come out and they've looked like a playoff caliber team that's going to be playing games in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've also come out and lost to some terrible teams and played terrible football. 
There just is no consistency there. And there's been years where I'm like, okay, well, the offensive line is banged up. No wonder they can't get anything going. I feel like they have all the pieces now, and they just are not putting them together. And I don't know what it is, but there's been a lot of games where I watch two, three, four quarters of football, and they don't do anything that makes them look like a playoff caliber team. Well, one of the explanations that I've seen pop up is that uh, DiFilippo has kind of been out for himself this year as uh, in terms of the play calling. Like, he, he's just he's, – he's been making calls to kind of make himself look good because he seems to be one of the guys who's going to be, like, sought after for a, uh, a head coaching gig. And uh, the – Well, now he's fired. So. Yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> the, the uh, you know, out for himself stuff would, would sort of line up with the fact that, you know, they're a team that's 6-6-1 six, six, and one and still has a shot at the playoffs if they if they can conjure up three wins in these final in these final three. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like uh, so. That's not normally a spot where you fire your offensive coordinator, right? So that that out for himself stuff would kind of line up with the fact that he's been fired for a team that can theoretically still make playoffs with a little mini run here. Um, it's been bizarre. I just I expected I expected Minnesota to be just a lot better. I, I, I expected him to get a little bit of a bump up with the, with the Kirk Cousins ad. I know Craig and I talked at great length about how we thought Kirk Cousins was going to be a, a significant upgrade for them. Um, they're playing Miami and Minnesota is laying seven. How do you feel about this one, Bill? Um, again, like I said, there's, you've seen Jekyll and Hyde this year. So knowing who I'm going to get would be nice. I, I, I think on average, you take the average of what they've been doing. And I probably go with Minnesota here. Um, they should be able to handily beat Miami. They are a good enough team to handily beat Miami. Um, I'll take the Vikings here, but again, you come out and you get Hyde was the bad one, right? Uh, and it, it's it could be ugly. Yeah, I'm. Um, who would have thought that these two teams coming into like? There's no way we would have said at the beginning of the year that uh, Miami would have been coming into this Week 15 matchup with a better record, right? Right. Just, just uh, yeah, no there's way. that, and they're like, especially considering that Miami had to play Brock Osweiler a bunch of games. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Miami's coming off of a miracle victory against the Patriots of all teams. <laughs> and we, we, I'm uh, still, I'm still taking the Vikings. I think the Vikings yeah. are better. I think they've been better at home. Um, I'm still taking the Vikings. Yeah. Look, well, look. Just... If you look at the la- the two losses of the Vikings the last two weeks, hmm. you've got in Foxborough and at Seattle. Like that's yeah. like those those aren't exactly places where you lose and you feel terrible about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they look really and, bad. The offense Seattle, looked though. really bad on Monday. I'm yeah. not I'm not going to sit here and tell you it didn't. Yeah. Uh, the defense looked great for three and a half quarters, but eventually they ran out of gas. Um, Miami might have had their Super Bowl victory uh, last week, so that's that's one so a potential letdown game for them going on the road in Minnesota where it's cold. By the way. Uh, seven's a bit high for me. If I were to bet, I would probably take the Dolphins and their backdoor cover cover ability, which is not a word or a word I just made up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I would take Miami, but I fully expect the, the Vikings to win this game and keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, we can talk a little bit about that Miami miracle, as they're calling it, which just, just great stuff. <laughs> you know, just... Just fun to watch. Uh, I loved all the clips of the sad potato faces out there doing, you know, in the bars and whatnot, just going like, no, what happened? Oh, God. Hook it to my veins. <laughs> it was so, <laughs> so fun. So fun. I just, like, my favorite thing is, because it wasn't even one of those plays, like, 
where there were like five laterals and on the fifth lateral the guy just kind of got loose and stuff it was like there was one <laughs> one catch one pitch another pitch and then Kenyon you know Kenyon Drake just kind of danced around and then all of a sudden headed upfield and was like oh hey wait there's only it's only me and Gronk and look how slow he's running and oh he just fell over my god <laughs> you know like uh I, I understand. I un, I do understand the thought process of putting Gronk out there. Yeah, you're thinking if, if Mary, it's from, right? if that play is being run from the fifty. Yeah. But it was being run from sixty yeah. nine yards away, which perhaps distracted Gronkowski. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> thought so. Uh, so it was being run from sixty nine yards away, not fifty. You have to expect there's like they're not. Tannehill's got a decent arm, but they're not throwing it all the way down there. Yeah. You know, like so. I, I understand that, okay, on Hail Mary plays, we put Gronkowski up there because he's a big guy who can jump really high. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. But I, I feel as though it was not exact. It shouldn't have been a stunner that they didn't run a Hail Mary play. Yeah. It was just it was just weird because, like, yeah, I get Gronk when he when, – Gronk's a big dude, but he's not exactly fleet of foot. So when you get caught into situations like that, obviously what happened happened. Like, I understand when, when the Lions used to – and Calvin Johnson obviously might have been the uh, the all-time great wide receiver of uh, for this particular situation where it's like just put him in there as DB for the, for the Hail Mary, right? Like him and Julio Jones have done it a bunch yeah. over the last few years. Calvin actually had a couple interceptions doing this. And, uh, but like Gronk, man, he's so big and, and, you know, we saw him and he kind of had the angle and then he stumbled and it was just like, Oh boy, you know, like, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hindsight being what it is. I just don't think I would have put Gronk out there with the 70 yard heave as you, or the 69 yard, uh, you know what I mean, baby, uh, heave (laughs) as it, uh, as it were so, so bizarre. Either way, long winded way of saying I like, I like the dolphins this week to, to cover, not to win them. Um, next up. The, I, I now I thought I had already had the over under Super Bowl, but it looks like we're gonna have the over under Super Bowl part de for Matt Pierce this year because this is it. This is it right here, baby. The Tennessee Titans are heading into the Meadowlands to take on the Giants, and the Giants are laying two and a half, the short home favorite against Tennessee. Tennessee with a little extra day's rest, uh, coming off the Thursday drubbing of Jacksonville. The Giants coming off bye week against the uh, the Washingtons, and uh, yeah, Odell Beckham is qu- questionable for this game. Although he apparently practiced a lot today, uh, which would lead me to believe that Odell Beckham is going to suit up for this game. And might I add, thank you Jesus, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I need the Giants to somehow pull off a win. This this is a chance. The Giants who were one and seven at one point this season. This is their chance to get back into my into my good graces, you guys. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Giants minus two and a half. What do you think, Craig? I want the Titans. Mm. Sorry. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 I think I agree with you. I don't. I, don't. God, I know the Giants are a short home favorite. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, uh, things have been going a little too well for the Giants lately. A little too well. And the Titans actually have something to play for here. The Giants are cooked. Give me the Titans. Anything to add, Bill? I, I kind of, I think I like the Giants more. I really do. If you get Odell in this game, I think they're going to be able to move the ball like crazy. I mean, they have Barkley, who's just been absolutely bananas this year. It's been unreal. I think they can absolutely control this game script. I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to do what they will on uh, on offense. I like the Giants. I really do. 
Giants are ranked 14th in DVOA, Tennessee 21st, so I got the edge there. I just, I really feel like Tennessee's been so bizarre this year. If I if I can get one of them classic Tennessee Titans stink bombs in this game. Like yeah, and, I, and I know that's know. one of the outcomes, but isn't yeah. this also one of those games where Tennessee's losing the whole game and all and then scores a late touchdown and wins it? Like, yeah, it's happened like I've, four times this year. Like, I, yeah, should have exactly. my, I should have my Titans bet secure, but they've done they pulled games out of their ass like this all year. Like that Jets game, man. I'm going to look back on that one if the, if Tennessee gets to this over and, and that, that Jets game that's where the Jets really pissed it away with five minutes left. Left. That's going to be the the kick to the groin, as far as the overrunners go. But uh, man, if the Giants can pull this one off, I, I'm gonna I'm, I I think I'm gonna have a, a big year on the the NFL. I'm primed for a big year on the overrunners if the Giants can somehow pull this one off, you guys. So here's hoping that uh, Odell and, and company and Barkley and everybody show up and uh, have a day, <laughs> as it were. Um, what is the marquee matchup of the, oh, Dallas, Indianapolis, not even close is the, uh, is the marquee matchup of the one o'clock games. I don't think anything is even close. There isn't a game that even really has like playoff implications or anything or yeah. So Colts, Colts, uh, Colts, Cowboys is easily, um, only two, four o'clock games this week. The first one, uh, I kind of like the Seattle Seahawks. Going to San Francisco, and Seattle is laying four and a half on the road. Now, this line opened up at minus six. And the Sharps and some guy named Matt Pierce uh, bet San Francisco at the plus six. And it has now been bet down, and it is Seattle minus four and a half. Seattle laying four and a half on the road in San Francisco. What do you think, Bill? I, I will say that depends on what book you're at. I, can, uh, I see that... Uh, uh, who is it? Uh, sorry, it opened at five and a half, but Ooh, some books it's down to four are, now. Some books are having it at four. Mm-hmm. Some books still have it at five, and some books have it at four and a half. Oh, interesting. But it was at six at one point, so we're hanging around the Vegas zone basically for this game. Yeah, is is the moral of the story? Uh, actually, on a quick refresher, it is now down to four. Four, yeah, yeah. So I've got four and a half. Who's offering four and a half here? Mm-hmm. I've got MGM offering four and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. William Hill's offering four. So. Yeah. Depends on where you go. Depends yeah, on where you go. But Bodog just as we as we were talking on this podcast went down to four and a half. So obviously a lot of money coming in on San Francisco. I bet them at the six. I still kind of like them because I'm 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 excuse me. I'm booking on a uh, on a stinker from from the Seahawks on the road. I think they're I think they're man. They've been so good recently. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Bill? Minus four right now. <laughs> it's hard. Hard for me to throw a lot of money at San Francisco, although they they are coming off a nice win. Seattle's coming off a nice win as well. They they did play a pretty good game. Uh, I think I go with Seattle here. Um, if we're talking four, six, or seven, I might change gears a little bit. But I think at four, I'll I'll take Seattle. Bill laying the points on the road. How, how do you feel about this one, Craig? You you got a close look at San Francisco last week. Yeah, I saw them get up and then basically try to slog the football game down to make it look like Newt Rockney was playing at one point. <laughs> uh, let's kill the clock as much as we can. And hey, the Broncos yeah. couldn't stop it. Um, no, I, I I think I want the Seahawks here. I think the Seahawks are going to be able to run the ball uh, with with some effectiveness mm-hmm. against the 49ers. 
So give me the Seahawks here. I think they're going to control this game. The Seahawks obviously want to run the ball most of the time. You can argue about whether that's what they should want to do. But, uh, yeah, I think that you're going to see them run the ball with uh, with some effectiveness against the Niners. Niners middle of the pack when it comes to run defense DVOA. I just think they're going to be able to do it. Where does Pete Carroll rank amongst coaches right now for you, Craig? Still high for me. Yeah. Like, you know, this is not this is not the roster that he won the Super Bowl with. Like, oh, no. you've got a bunch of Hall of Fame caliber defensive players in Thomas and not maybe not Chancellor, but Thomas and Sherman for sure and Wagner and the whole and, and you get uh, rookie Russell Qu- Wilson on a rookie deal, rookie quarterback deal. Of course, you're going to win games. But they managed to without those things still managed to be a really good football team. Uh, Pete Carroll, man, that he's he like. Is he not the coach of the year? Like, who, yeah. who's your who's your NFL? I, I know that you might want to talk about Frank Reich, and, and I think there's going to be there's going to be uh, and, and Andy Reid is a legitimate as mm-hmm. legitimate person to add to this conversation. That's fine, uh, and people are going to want to add Matt Nagy, not me, mm-hmm. but some people no. will. Um, but uh, I think you got to make it Pete Carroll, man. Like he's like. Yeah. Like and this isn't some sort of oh Pete Carroll's got a brilliant scheme type of thing. It's Pete Carroll finds guys, Pete Carroll coaches up guys, and the the whole becomes great in the sum of its parts because of Pete Carroll. Man, it is just like there's gonna be a thirty for thirty I think about his coaching career at some point when you think about how when he came in the first time and was and just flamed out so horribly. And which is really bad, and then can then went to USC and then built a dynasty and then left USC just as the hammer was about to come down on and right has this fantastic NFL team. Yeah, and then and then comes in and and to to a Seahawks team that like uh, kind of inherited Marshawn Lynch, what you know from from the Bills mid season and stuff like that, and then they had that season where they made the playoffs with like the seven and nine record and then the beast mode run happened against new orleans and the rest has kind of been history and he's he's just been fantastic ever since other than that that one play call at the goal line that he'd like to have back but my god in heaven um last game of the four o'clock slate only a two for to choose from as i suggested the new england patriots are heading to pittsburgh in the battle of the what the hell is going on with these two teams uh, <laughs> matchup, uh, New England with their their uh, annual shit the bed in all time fashion in Miami game, and Pittsburgh who has not looked good, and I would I would say going back to four weeks now they they've lost a couple of really bad games including the one to Oakland. And the game against Jacksonville, they should have lost, but Jacksonville was just like, no, 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 you can have it. We we, we don't really want it, but in the, you know, with ten seconds left, you can you can still have it, Pittsburgh. So therefore, by the grace of the Jacksonville gods, Pittsburgh is still the leaders in their division. Uh, New England laying two on the road, and I am gonna shoot my shot on this one, you guys. Uh, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think, Craig? Uh, yeah, I think Pittsburgh too. Um, I know that seems a little bit silly based on what happened. I think they were looking ahead a little bit. From what I understand, it looks like James Conner is going to be able to participate in this football game. Like that's not official, but uh, no, I'll take Pittsburgh as a, as a home dog. Uh, you can get New England minus uh, Pittsburgh plus two in some places, or minus one, or or uh, New England minus uh, one and a half, depending on the situation. But uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh. I'll take the points. Uh, these games are usually close, uh, especially if you're playing in Pittsburgh. So yeah, Steelers, uh, Steelers for me. 
Last year, the, uh, these two teams hooked up, and it was that weird game. That, the infamous uh, Jesse James yeah, the, game. The yeah. Jesse James game where the, the Steelers probably should have won, but it got called back because of the dumb rule. And, like, Tony Romo was in the booth trying to go in, like, I, I don't know what. Which, like, yeah, Tony, fair. felt. Way. Yeah, which fair. I'm, I'm not faulting Tony Romo whatsoever. Fa- absolutely fair. Uh, New England laying two on the road. What do you think, Pope? Give me Pittsburgh. All right. New England's – you're right. Both these teams have been terrible. But New England's been a little bit more consistent about it. And I do think Pittsburgh just – Pittsburgh has the weapons. They just need to use them. And New England, they've been lackluster all year. I, Brady's not getting the zip on the ball like he used to. Uh, I think they're uh, they're not going in the right direction. Yeah, I can't, it's just so weird because you look at this game. New England has kind of owned Pittsburgh – during this, the Brady Belichick era, yeah. and uh, ex- you know, save for that miracle they got, the miracle, the help from the referees they got last year. But man, and and you really can't see New England. New England's going to have all their ducks in a row this week, obviously, because you know Bill Bill will be cracking the whip this week after what happened in the uh, in the game. But it's just New England has not been a good road team at all, and I fully expect Pittsburgh to have all their ducks in a row for this game after losing to Oakland, right? Like this, these are, these are two good teams coming off disappointing losses against massively inferior teams. So I, I, I like the Steelers on the road to, to come out and, and get a, just a, not only cover, but outright win the game to be perfectly honest. Sunday nighter. Can't remember if this one was flexed or not, but uh, the way it's written down on the sheet leads me to believe it may have been. But uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Highest line of the week in the Sunday Nighter. The Rams, a game that looked so sexy at the beginning of the year when they when they booked it in. Uh, but the Rams are laying 11 at home. What do you think, Craig? It doesn't look like Wentz is going to play. No. I think you got to take. I know that Foles was good in the playoffs last year, but that didn't look good at the start of the season. I think you got to take the Rams. I mean. My only hesitation here is that the Rams just have not been covering these high lines for most of the year. They just, they really have not. What is the Rams' overall record against the spread? Let me just get that. The Rams' overall record against the spread, you guys, 5-6-2. and two. So, they have not been great. They're 2-2-2 two, two, and two at home. They have n- n- a losing record. And these are records are all against the spread, by the way. Because obviously their real record is much better than that, but they just haven't been covering these high lines. So I think you got to hold your nose and take the Eagles. What do you think, Bill? I think if you if you get a, I know Foles is probably one of the better backups in the league, but it's still a backup quarterback coming into Los Angeles. Um, I, I think the Rams are going to do some damage. They're going to be able to run the ball consistently on Philadelphia. I, I think I lay the points here with the Rams. All right. Uh, so you guys are laying the points. I just I think this is a classic. Just hold your nose and take the Eagles. I, I don't I don't see any way around it to be honest with you. And you know maybe Foles does it again and Foles just becomes like a weird second half slash playoff quarterback guy. Like I I don't know. Like I would like to to see that happen for the Eagles to go on a run and just this weird mystique to build around Nick Foles of like. You don't want to play him in weeks one through twelve, but after week twelve, that's Nick Foles' time, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's so weird, so bizarre to me. Uh, Monday nighter, bit of a fun matchup. 
um, assuming that Cam Newton isn't playing with broken ribs right now, which <laughs> he might be and may have been playing with them for about a month now based on what I'm seeing from him. Uh, New Orleans is heading to Carolina, and New Orleans is laying six on the road. Bill, how do you feel? I feel pretty good about taking New Orleans. Ooh, they, they covered the high line last, the high spread last week on the road when it looked like uh, I, I, I thought Tampa deserved to cover, but Jameis Winston obviously said, "No, Matt, I'm going to take your money. I'm going to set it on fire <laughs> in this dumpster over here, <laughs> like throwing all these picks, even though we were up 14 at one point." Blah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think Carolina's just been iffy to say the least and you can't go against Drew Brees and the offense they have uh iffy so I I think they're gonna turn it into an air show I think New Orleans gets at least 35 yeah uh to to me this is this is it for Carolina right here right like Carolina like I need I would I would love New Orleans to win this game to be honest to, uh, to obviously uh put away the Panthers uh under for me that'd be quite lovely new orleans has got two shots to do it um panthers have been messed for a long time new orleans just got new life as far as mm-hmm. and it's obviously very important to the saints as far as getting that first seed goes i think yes. that goes without saying based on their home field advantage mm-hmm. um new orleans has got new uh new life there with the rams loss so mm-hmm. i think that they're going to be prepared and ready to go yeah and well from from my over under perspective there's obviously no way uh uh, I'm obviously going to get two cracks at this with this really good New Orleans team because New Orleans is either going to win this game and I'm going to have it good, or if they lose this game, uh, New Orleans will have another loss under their belt and they'll have to play that Week 16 matchup at home, right? So I'm kind of... I, th- I feel like I'm kind of covered on this Carolina thing, but, you know, knock on wood, obviously. But as far as this game goes, <sighs> I don't know. I kind of have it as a stay away just because... Like, like, my gut tells me take Carolina. And, and the plus six from a spread perspective. That's what my gut tells me, and that's what the gambling adages kind of tell me. But I just, as I, I mean, I joked about it earlier, but I really don't know if Cam Newton isn't playing with some massive injury right now, which it, it seems to me like he is. Like, I just, it, and there's a few people writing articles about it, but you just, you watch the guy play, and he, he doesn't have that usual Cam Newton swagger that he plays with. And he's not getting good zip on the ball. And it really looks like he's playing with hurt ribs right now. Like, I can't be the only one out there thinking this, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. He's certainly not playing the way he usually plays. I mean, whether that's ribs or what, I, I can't begin to tell you. I, yeah, I just wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season it's like Cam Newton playing with, like, if it's like the Patrice Bergeron thing where it's like Cam Newton punctured lung since, like, week eight. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, right? Like, what are you doing? Uh, like. Uh, so you guys both like New Orleans. I, I have it kind of as a stay away, semi-leaning towards Carolina, but with no other reason than just because that's what most of the gambling, that's what most of the blackjacky type spread moves tell you to do. Um, all right. Uh, so that's it for week 15. Let us do our picks. Myself has moved into first place, so I will go first for this week. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland. Sorry, Craig. Um, all right. I, I was boasting about it earlier, and you, and you guys know how, how uh, I, I love to boast. So I, I'm going to lay the three with the Colts. Um, I'm going to take Pitt. Um, going with the short home favorite in the Buffalo Bills. And for my final pick, I'm going to take the points with the San Francisco 49ers at home. 
Uh, Craig Needles in second place. Who you got? All right. Well, um, I don't know. This was uh, a little bit of a, a, a tough week for me. Um, I think I am going to start with Kansas City on Thursday. Ooh. I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens. Uh, give me the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I know that that's the the home do- uh, the the road favorite, but I'm taking them. And uh, I'm gonna wind up with the Saints. Ooh, Craig taking all favorites this week. I, I yeah, I like it. Shoot your shot, my guy. Uh, Bill Needles uh, in third, but not too far behind. Uh, really good week, and you're right back in it. Who you got? That's the plan. So, couple that you took. I'm going to take Cleveland as well. Mm. Going to take Pittsburgh, who I think you took as well. Yes, I did. I am going to take your Lions, which I'm sure you shied away from. I certainly did. <laughs> I will take uh, the Windy City, Chicago. And I will take Kansas City tomorrow. All right, good picks, you guys. Uh, crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. If you want to email us, contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com, Twitter account at mpeer6, M-P-E-A-R-C-E, and the number six. And uh, we're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. And as always, uh, you don't have to listen but please download the podcast um we are going to be back next week i know i promised we were going to do a fantastic beasts pod on this at some point but uh i haven't been able to get out to see it and quite frankly the reviews have not been good so i'm not going to uh spend my money on the fantastic beast i'll wait for that to be on netflix but i am for shirzies uh, going to go see that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie, and some of the guys uh, from the comic book side will talk about that with me on Monday or Tuesday. So we will get back to the comic book side, guaranteed. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the putting the stamp of guarantee on, on this one that we will get back to the comic book side. And uh, the week after that, we have Aquaman. So, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be doing some, some comic book stuff uh, for sure. Uh, all right, so... Uh, that's it. Uh, as always, it was good talking to you. Craig Needles and Bill Needles, thanks for doing this as always, and I will talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks, Chris. You got it. Have a good one. Take care, everybody. Awesome.